Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Culture Club. How do you like your hotel room? Large, spacious, luxurious? Or perhaps are you in more in favor of like a smaller, compact type of hotel? The thing is, micro hotels are challenging the status quo of travel. I mean, it's it was once thought of as a bit of a novel concept, but the industry has seen incredible growth. It's projected to reach over 150 billion by the year 2032. Asia Pacific is set to hold one of the highest market shares of small rooms, and there's logic to small space luxury. Think about it: hotel guests usually don't spend time in their hotel rooms, so why pay so much? for the space that you're not using, especially if you're, you know, going to travel in a highly populated area where space is at a premium. Think Japan, for example. Well, on the line with me this afternoon is Herbert Viriot, who is the CEO of Yotel. They are a leading global hospitality brand. And we're going to find out how micro hotels are changing the travel game in Asia. Uh, Hubert, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Elliot. I'm uh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Very interesting that we get to talk about micro-hotels and where the micro-hotel industry is going. I suppose to start us off, Hubert, debunk some myths when it comes to a micro-hotel. Well, you know, I think the first time I heard about the micro-hotel terminology was during an interview with the Wall Street Journal back in 2016. And I must say I was quite puzzled about that term for everything we were doing because it sounds like micro-hotel is about doing things really, really, really small. Mm. I think what we're doing as an industry or to the industry is far more than that. What brands like Yotel do is trying to do hotels much better, both for owners and customers, and make them far smarter. So it's about focusing on what people need and not what they don't need. It's about doing hotel uh, better. Mm. It's about doing using technologies to make hotels more efficient. And it's about providing the right services and the right facilities for a growing number of international travelers. So this is what we've been pioneering since 2007, and it's quite fun today that it's been called the micro-hotel industry. Yeah, it really does show the way the industry is changing. You use some keywords there, focus, providing focus in terms of customer service. Tell us a bit about mm-hmm. the growth that you've seen. In your opinion, let's look ahead five to ten years. What's the potential of a micro-hotel? Oh, it's massive. You know, the, what's driving the micro-hotel industry or our segment, I would say, within the hospitality industry is multiple. There are multiple factors. One of them is hotels as an asset class need to be more efficient, smarter, better developed, better designed, consume less energy, and really deliver better results to their owners. At the same time, the consumer is changing very rapidly. People travel more. People travel in increasingly shorter average length of stays. Everyone is looking for an experience. Everyone is looking for a value. And this is where we come into play, right? This is where hotels like Yotel are able to deliver great returns for their owners, but as well as the actual great experience that people are looking for when staying in city centers such as Singapore, Hong Kong, or other greater cities within the world. So the micro-hotel segment, if I may say, is really disrupting the industry both downstream and upstream because whilst we're using our rooms maybe slightly smaller than usual within traditional hotels, the experience is greater. So in one hand, you've got you know the more budget hotels, which are being uh, definitely outpaced, and at the same time, upscale hotels 
purpose, which is being questioned. And that's why the potential is massive across the world and in Asia. I wonder if this comes across a bit stereotype. Is is budget hotels something that's most synonymous with uh, Gen Z, you know, the younger generation that are very focused when it comes to travel? Okay, I go there, I put my stuff down. Um, I, if I need the concierge, I need the concierge. If not, I'm out at a hotel. Am I wrong to think that way? I don't think budget hotels are linked to a specific demographic. I think okay. budget hotels have got one single purpose. It's to deliver a cheaper experience. And that's not what customers want, regardless of their age group. People are looking for an experience and they're looking for value, not necessarily for the cheapest stuff out there. And that's what we do as a brand and what uh, other micro hotels brands try to achieve, right? Deliver a really great experience at the right value. Budget hotels, I don't think I've got a great future because nobody wants to be just in a cheap accommodation. Everybody wants a great stay, a great experience at a valuable price. Ah, yes. And I have been to Yotel and it's quite, uh, I, I like how futuristic, how tech savvy it is. Could you share with us, what, what can guests staying at Yotel expect? Well, since inception, we've embraced technology as a facilitator for our industry from every possible aspect. So it is a way to improve the operating procedures within the hotels, which will allow us to provide better roles and jobs within our properties. It's a way also to facilitate the customer experience from its initial research for a hotel, booking a journey, as well as its arrival experience all the way through to its checkout and its uh, follow-up questionnaires. So technology for us is a key element to our brand and to the overall customer journey. So what you expect when you when you arrive to a hotel, trustee, is that you'll be there at the right time when your room is ready. Mm. Uh, you won't have to wait. You'll be able to check in within less than a minute either through one of our uh, phenomenal crew members or most likely through one of our kiosks or more recently through one of our applications, which you can do online and allows you to upload your key to go to your room. You'll be able to easily communicate with the hotel through our stay, either through WhatsApp or our various chat boxes, and we'll be able to fulfill your requirements either in-house or externally uh, as soon as you arrive. So it's a very seamless experience for our customers, which is exactly what the new generations of travelers are looking for. Business-related question, who, who do you view as your competitors in this space? Utah has been a pioneer in this space. Mm. Uh, you know, we were the first one, I think, to, or among the first one, I dare say, to realize that hotels could be better, both from an owner and a customer point of view. And we started pioneering, as I said earlier, since 2007 yep. in this segment. Naturally, I think at the very beginning, but I think, I know, and I've experienced myself that at the beginning, people thought that what we were doing was wrong. Hotels are not supposed to be so efficient, are not, you know, we're supposed to give big room into big facilities and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, and it's supposed, and services are supposed to be always provided by uh, other people. I think things have changed a lot. You know, firstly, our brand has grown tremendously yeah. uh, in various, various parts of the world. So what was an ODT probably back 12 years ago when we started, is now becoming something quite interesting. Secondly, the recent pandemic has accelerated all the trends we were working on, which is the automatization of most of the processes, the nomadic traveler, the mix between business and leisure travelers, and suddenly the requirement for better, smarter, more valuable hotels. And you see an increasing amount of brands mm. be among the very larger groups and independent brands which are trying to enter this segment uh, over the last couple of years. 
Mm, actually, just looking at places that your hotel is located, and you can kind of get an understanding of why it's placed there. Places like Amsterdam, New York Times Square, mm-hmm. even uh, in Porto, for example, or San Francisco. You guys have uh, sort of three brands under the portfolio. Tell me a bit about it. We've talked about your hotels in the hotel part. Mm-hmm. There's your hotel pad as well as your hotel air. So Yotel started actually within the airport environment. So mm. our first hotel, which opened in 2007 in London Gatwick Airport, was focused on the extreme short average length of stay okay. within an airport environment. Okay. And from that first concept, we've grown a brand called Yotel Air, which is very focused on these type of locations, being airport, train stations, or massive hubs. It can be a shopping mall and so forth. Yotel, we discussed about it earlier on, is trying is redefining the urban lifestyle proposition. And Yotel Pad is our latest brand, which we launched three years ago, which is completely focused on redefining the extended stay industry. So currently, we have 23 hotels in operation, with another 14 coming up over the next couple of years. And we aim to have 50 hotels within the next five years, with a nice spread between all three. The mm. Yotel and Yotel Pad can be developed jointly, yeah. Or, yeah. or as individual properties, which is quite interesting. We've seen, you know, our first. Yotel was in New York, in the U.S., so we've seen our growth firstly and foremost in North America over the first couple of years of our inceptions, and ever since we've been growing globally. Yeah. Singapore, we have yeah. two hotels, Yotel on Orchard Road, which yes. is a 610-room lifestyle hotel, and we've got Yotel Air at Changi Airport at the Jewel, which got 138 rooms. And you've chosen some of the most, how should I say, uh, busiest airports in the world. Changi Airport being one of them, Gatwick Airport, Chantigur, Schiphol in Amsterdam and Istanbul as well. Heavy traffic in these areas. Absolutely. Our brand is designed at this stage around hub cities. Yeah. Any of our brands, Yotel, Yotel Pad or Yotel Air. And we always try to have all three brands within a single market to create economies of scale and better brand awareness. You know, we believe that our concept is ideal for the urban environment, and this is where we can redefine the customer experience. Having said that, this is our current objectives, and we see in a not-so-distant future the ability to grow into secondary and tertiary markets as well. Hubert, as a pioneer of this uh, with Yotel, I'm sure at the start, it must have looked at it as there's that gap between a traditional hotel and uh, a service like Airbnb. Where do you see a micro-hotel like Yotel now as far as that gap is concerned? You know, the reason why you see an increasing amount of alternative accommodation, which are being serviced by platforms such as Airbnb, is that a lot of hotels have lost their sense of purpose. At trying to be everything and anything, they become nothing. Mm. And as a result, hotels need to have a very clear identity and fulfill a very specific mission, which is what we're after. The hotel is about delivering the best accommodation for anyone staying for two or three nights in a very busy urban environment, as we discussed. Yotel Air is about the best alternative for someone staying for a few hours within a busy hub or transportation airport, such as Changi Airport. And Yotel Pad is trying to, is redefining the one-week average length of stay accommodation. So each of these brands have got a very specific purpose and are aiming to be the best for those purposes. The I, problem with many hotels yeah. is that they're trying to be both business or leisure. Yeah. They're trying to do average length of stay, short stay. And as a result, they lose their actual purpose. Yeah. And that what brought the growth of alternative accommodation. That functionality, that tech in hotel, everything pointing mm-hmm. to the next era of hotels, if you don't mind me putting it that way. Uh, Hubert, before I let you yeah. go... 
we're mm-hmm. entering, we're well into the last quarter of 2023. What are your thoughts on 2024 and the landscape of how travel is going to look like for 2024? I think in 2023, we've seen many markets across the world recovering to pre to pre-pandemic travel levels, certainly in Europe and North America. And we've seen Asia really recovering very rapidly. So 2024 is looking very strong as a continuation of this in most markets across the world should outpace the pre-pandemic levels. For us as a brand, we see massive growth potential in Asia. That's where we see greatest reservoirs of customers, where the micro hotel industry is still underserved, albeit we see the greatest potential in terms of the Generation Z, the millennials, and the young travelers generally speaking across across the, 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 the continent. So we're planning to open two more hotels in Asia next year, in Tokyo and Bangkok, and we're looking at expanding in Malaysia and different parts of uh, Asia. So it's a lot about Asia, I think, 2024. Wow. On the line with me is Hubert Viriot, who is the CEO of Yotel. Hubert, I appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Thursday evening. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.